You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Well, we almost made it out of our houses and back into pubs for trivia night. Thankfully, we can have a great pub trivia experience at home thanks to Sly Fox Trivia. Bonus Fox Fact. The smallest fox, the fennec fox, weighs less than three pounds fully grown. That's the size of a kitten. The folks at Sly Fox know that the pursuit of knowledge can lead us down a magnificent path of discovery and wonder. And they also know how great it is to prove you know something that someone else doesn't. Step into the intellectual arena with Sly Fox Trivia, a free online trivia league that sees you and your cleverest friends duke it out with the best trivia teams the world can offer. League nights are Monday and Thursday with special theme nights throughout the year. Head to their website and sign up today, slyfoxtrivia.com, and prove you are the slyest fox in town. Hello, my beautiful brainiacs. We have a very special Your Brain on Facts for you today. I actually have a live recorded guest for the very first time in a hundred and almost almost 180 episodes. I'm actually going to be talking to someone in the moment. Crazy, I know. And what's even crazier is this is one of my, the host of one of my favorite shows, not a word of a lie. I'm someone I was really hoping to get to work with eventually and eventually is now. Ladies and gentlemen, please help me welcome from Pretend and Criminal Conduct, Javier Leva. Yay, this is me. I'm Javier Leva. And for, for those of you listening to this on my feed, the voice you're listening to, it is not Delilah, is Moxie Labouche from Your Brain on Facts, which is an amazing podcast. And what we call this in the business is a simulcast mm -hmm. because... Yeah, I'm playing this on my show. She's playing this on her show. So you should you should check out both shows. They're both very good 100%. shows, very different shows. A good use of your time to listen to both Pretend and Your Brain on Facts. So Moxie, why are we teaming up today? Like, what are we up to? Oh, I think it could have something to do with the fact that we're both inquisitive people who found a topic that we like. I like educating people about stuff they might not know. You are all about the scam, the scams, the cons, and the criminals. So today we're here to educate people about stuff they may not know about various kinds of cons and scams. Yeah, these are some of our personal favorite cons and scams, and in no particular order either. So I foresee us doing more episodes like this because there's so many different types oh, so of many. cons out there. Yeah, you send me that list. I'm like, wow, we're spoiled for choice. Well, we have plenty of cons to talk about, so why don't we just jump in? You want to go first, Moxie? What, which con really uh, drew your attention? A pig and a poke, which is not only an idiom, but it was a particular uh, type of scam. And this is one that people have been doing for centuries. You can even find it written about in 1555 in the writings of John Haywood. And this is in almost Middle English, so bear with me. I will never buy the pig in the poke. There's many a foul pig in a fairy cloak. If you could see how this is spelled, you'd understand why I read it so slowly. <laughs> now, I should explain, a poke is another name for a bag. So how this scam would work would be somebody on a street corner in a 
a city, say picture London, that's fine, will uh, stop a passerby and say, hey, I have this lovely fat piglet. It's the last one of the litter. I just need to get rid of it. It's here in this closed burlap bag. Trust me, it's a great pig. Uh, I'll sell it to you cheap. Give me a you know half half a crown and a farthing. I don't understand the old British money. It's very confusing. Uh, <laughs> and and they'd they'd sweet talk the person. They would make the sale, but sometimes the piglet would turn out to be a bundle of rags or some inanimate object, and that version of the scam didn't work but so well. Uh, so because right, pigs wiggle, right? Pigs are pigs very very animated and very vocal animals. <laughs> I've chased a pig once in a farm, and, and it's not actually. I chased a pig, and a, and a, like maybe five other grown men chased a pig in a pig pen, and 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 it's impossible <laughs> to catch. Yeah, a pig. they are not to be trifled with because I've raised some uh, for meat, and they are absolutely very hygienic. Unlike my goats, they actually would leave the trough area to do their business, you know. But they are so strong, and if they want to go, they're going. And that's, that's all you, there's nothing you can do about it. So back to the pig and the poke, if, if you're going to, you know, put a pig in a bag, where's the scam? Well, where's the scam part? Well, you're selling someone a pig, but there isn't actually a pig. It, they had to up their game when the inanimate object in the bag wasn't working anymore. People do catch on to that eventually. And so they start, the favorite thing they would use instead of an actual valuable piglet would be a stray cat. Cities are lousy with stray cats. Now, how a stray cat puts up with this business and doesn't immediately give itself away, I do not know. I own seven or eight of the things and they would not be tolerant of this activity, but it worked enough times that it was able to cement itself in our language 500, 600 years ago. Uh, the con man would sell you this pig in a poke and he would skitter away with your hard-earned money, you would open the bag and a screeching stray cat jumps out of it, which is actually- That's where we get the expression. Where we get the expression to let the cat out of the bag. Well, and that's what I love about this, this episode in particular is that we're talking about these classic scams that may sound really outdated, but there are modern versions of it. And the next one that I'm going to talk about is, is, a, is a scam that is, seems so outdated that it would never make it on, on Pretend, you know, a show about con artists. It's called Salting. Have you ever heard of this? Salting I've, the I've mind. heard of it in terms of like, I've salted a tip jar before, because if you go ahead and put $2 in the tip jar, you'll get tips. When the tip mm. jar is empty, you don't get any tips. So I've, I've salted a tip jar. Is it analogous to that? Yeah, actually, that's a really good analogy. And so back in the day, you know, back in the, the the gold rush, I guess, you know, people would actually go into a mine and just fill a shotgun full of dust, gold dust, and just shoot it into the walls so that it gives the appearance that this is like a rich ore. This is a, this is a vein. Ready to yeah, this is just, you're going to make tons of cash. And so people would fall for this all the time. A novice probably wouldn't even know the difference between real gold and, and salting the mine. But how does this relate to today? Well, I was trying to think about it and I'm like Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. That is today's version of salting the mine because 
investors are, and, and scammers are always looking for these opportunities to, to salt the mine, to get people to buy or create this illusion of this gold mine when there really is none. And especially with cryptocurrency, where, which is such a concept that is so hard to, to describe. It's this thing everybody's hearing about, but they don't really understand. So it is a very good analogy. And then they, they rush right out uh, to do it. Uh, I, I've heard a great quote. I've, I use this on Facebook at least once a day. Um, NFTs are beanie babies for libertarians. <laughs> and I barely understand it, but I know it's funny. But it makes sense somehow, you know, and it, and it's funny because it's funny. We laugh about it, but it, there are real people setting up what they call initial coin offerings, which is an ICO, which is how you get introduced to uh, cryptocurrency. And they're fake. They're baloney. And people are investing their hard-earned cash and, and losing tons of money. So I guess my tip is, you know what? If you don't understand it, if you don't understand cryptocurrency or Bitcoin and stuff like that, don't invest in something you don't, you don't fully understand, understand yeah. yet. But you should look into it. It is really interesting. And I I think back, I was at a Halloween party, I want to say like seven years ago, maybe 10 years ago. And we're in this backyard and this guy is telling me about Bitcoin. And I remember getting in the car, driving home and laughing to my wife. I was telling him, Bitcoin, are you kidding? Who the heck would invest in that? And, you know, I probably should have invested back then. But taking my own advice, if you don't understand something, don't, don't do it. it. I mean, Bitcoin mining has the environmental impact of whole countries. I've forgotten which country because uh, uh, 10 years ago, I was struck by lightning. So every now and again, the file is 404. I'll go to reach for some information and it's just plain not there. Uh, but no. The, and you're not kidding either. I'm right? not joking really in the were... slightest. No, that's that's why I have the tagline for my voiceover business. Lightning fast voiceovers because I didn't get any superpowers. So I might as well get some branding. And for the listeners, this is our eighth time recording this because uh, she like zaps out. Oh, yeah. Just mid-sentence. Just, <laughs> just just glitch out. Yeah. it's. I'm just kidding. No, this is our first try. Oh. So I guess you're next. What, right. What's our next scam? Next was something that I thought sounded very, very appetizing, like a sweet little candy. Mm. A melon drop. A melon mm, drop. That does sound good. Yeah. Sounds like a drink. It, it is actually with, the, with Midori. And yeah. It's a very yeah. sweet drink, though. Anyway, this has nothing to do with cocktails and everything to do with bumping into someone on the street. So the way this works is the scammer has an expensive item and they are going to cause or pretend that, that their mark has bumped into them and make them drop and smash their expensive item. And hopefully the mark feels sympathetic and guilty enough that they they pay for it or the other person the con man gets angry enough and says you've got to pay me back for this it's called a melon drop it's gotten this moniker from watermelons in japan which are uh fairly expensive the japanese take their fruits very very uh seriously and they can get very very pricey uh you might have heard of these square watermelons that they created and they're two hundred dollars a piece I didn't, that, that wasn't yen that I read as dollars. No, they're $200. Wow. And I like a watermelon as much as the next person, but I have never liked any food $200 worth. Especially if you don't get to it and it rots on the counter. That's no good at all. 
you also but I could see the convenience of a square watermelon. I mean, that's awesome. It won't roll off the counter. Yeah, it won't roll off the counter. End of list. Uh, I guess that I guess they <laughs> I was trying to, I was trying to think of another benefit. I guess they stack more efficiently. Uh, yes, you can fit more watermelons in the store. Yeah. So yeah. so when you you uh, in the summertime, when you see the guy with the pickup truck backed up to the main road with his watermelons, you can be like, you know what you could do? You could really inc- improve your efficiency if you were growing square watermelons. And then he'll just tell you to shove off. But uh, we we do see this um, here in the States. Uh, in New York, there have been recorded incidents of this being done with expensive liquor, particularly Hennessy. But I, what I love about this is that we're learning about these these cons that these are the classics, right? These are the ones that uh, that we, that the great con men base their schemes. And and remember, being a con artist, there it's a spectrum, right? You could go from the far end, which is like a serial killer who's conning their their victims to you know for whatever bloodlust they have. Or I he, assumed the high end was going to be Bernie Madoff. You went right to serial killer. Well, That's I think cool. I think he's close to that end. But then uh, then on the other end, you have like the pickpocketer, the classic street scams, and this is kind of what we're talking about today. With Wired Science, you can geek out all you want. It's a podcast for anyone obsessed with math, science, space, biology, or technology. And it provides in-depth coverage on current news and discoveries. From strange diseases that turn your tongue fuzzy to tech that'll help crops grow from space. New episodes are released nearly every day, and they're typically under 10 minutes, so you can easily make them a part of your daily routine. Listen in the morning while you're getting ready or during lunch while you check NASA's astronomy picture of the day. Check out Wired Science now wherever you get your podcasts. That's Wired Science, wherever you get your podcasts. We're the All Creatures Podcast. Each week, Angie and I explore and share amazing details about the many animals we share our world with. Plus, Chris and I are both PhD scientists and educators. So we do the deep dives in the scientific research and then come back and share what we learn in a fun and casual way. We also speak with other scientists, animal experts, activists, and many other conservation enthusiasts from all over the planet. So you can find the All Creatures Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. The single best way to help a podcaster is to tell people about it. Your Brain on Facts is coming up on its fourth birthday and currently has total downloads just over 930,000. Can we get the show to a million downloads before its birthday? So here's what I'm asking. Share the show, share episodes, social media posts, post a fact that you really like, do it in writing on Twitter or on video on TikTok, but include the hashtag MoxieMillion. Hashtag MoxieMillion. And throughout the next six weeks, I'm going to be watching that hashtag and randomly choosing people to send swag and prizes to. So you can win some cool stuff helping the podcast get to a million listens. Share the show and use hashtag MoxieMillion. And now a word from our sponsors. You made it through the holidays, but now we have to slog through the winter when it can be really hard to take care of yourself. Fresh fruits and vegetables tend to leave our diets, and we're just not getting the vitamins and antioxidants we need. Luckily, there's Sambucol. Sambucol is the original black elderberry supplement. 
Now, I'm kind of a big fan of elderberries. We have an elderberry tree that we planted just outside our front door. Black elderberries are a natural source of vitamins C, E, and A and have more free radical fighting antioxidants than cranberries, blueberries, or pomegranates. But my favorite part about it is all the different ways you can take it. They have gummies, which are super tasty and nice and tart, a syrup, which goes lovely in a cup of chamomile tea. And if you go to sambucallusa.com and use the code BRAIN15, you get 15% off your next order of $9.99. sambucallusa.com, offer code BRAIN15. But one, let's kind of switch gears a little bit because I learned about uh, a, a recent example of this scam this week, and I just thought, well, we have to talk about it, which is the vanity publication and award scam. Now, I mean, obviously, just by by the name alone, you kind of get it. You have you have to pay to get published somewhere, or you got to pay to get an award, and it makes you look better. So this is this is a classic scam. But what makes it relevant to today is that did you realize that the Golden Globes was not broadcast this year did you know about this yeah i heard about that but because i have so little interest in entertainment awards programs <laughs> it uh, did not affect my life in any way but uh, well i didn't know either I heard about them trying to organize it and nobody would turn up but it was because of some scandal from like last year and nothing to do with covid so so <laughs> I, I was aware that this was going on but what's i was i was not even aware that it was going on because i mean i'll i'll watch the oscars actually i think i watch um the golden globes because that's the one where ricky gervais <laughs> yes. is the host and i just love they him. were not i love him. they just... did not know what they had bought they had they they got a pig in a poke they thought they were just going to get a charming that's englishman right. but they actually got ricky gervais <laughs> That was a pig in the bug for sure. But but in this vanity scam and the way it relates to the Golden Globes, I was listening to the Daily Podcast, uh, the New York Times mm -hmm. podcast, and they were talking about how the NBC decided not to air the Golden Globes and a bunch of actors and agents and, and everybody in Hollywood was like boycotting this. And it's because the, the Hollywood Foreign Press Association, which is the organization that hosts the Golden Globes, has been mired in, in so much controversy the last couple of years. Um, some of it is because the lack of diversity in the films that actually get nominated. And there were some really obvious snubs. So kind of right? kind of like an that, Oscar that, so white like, thing. Yeah, but worse, because like in the Hollywood Foreign Press Association, the people who are making this decision, there's not one person of oh, color. Wow. And so, but that that's not the scam. I mean, that sucks, but that's not the scam. The reason why this is a vanity pay-to-play type of scheme is because this has been a little-known secret in Hollywood that the foreign Hollywood Foreign Press Association has been um, accused of taking bribes for people to to get certain nominations for certain movies again. One is shocked. Yeah, and so and it's been accepted and known in Hollywood because you know we're not in that world; we don't hear it. But I was just kind of surprised because you know I I came from a television background, and I did not know that I would get nominated. Yeah, and directed TV commercials and videos for a long time. And there's these things called telly. Now, telly, don't sue us, okay? Because we don't we don't know that you're a con. Just start, start every sentence with "in my opinion," and they can't. In my opinion, yeah. the tellies would send you like nominations all the time. Like, so if you paid, 
you would get a telly. It was like amazing. And we were racking up so many telly awards and they look great. They look like Oscars, you know, like they have, they're gold and they have wings. And, and after a while, you know, you run out of shelf space and you realize, wait a minute, am I just paying for this telly? Like, is this what's happening or am I really good? So in, in this industry, vanity is super important. It's a, it's a way that, that um, actors and directors validate their work and, and, they're always fishing for compliments and, and an award is a great way to, to do that. So in that case, it is a scam, not, not the tellies, but definitely what the Golden Globes is doing. And I'm sure you guys know other people who have been falling for this. Well, yeah, well, I mean, there's all, all there's, right, Moxie, there are uh, podcast awards like that and, and voiceover stuff where like, where you have to pay to even become, be, to be nominated. And like, it's like, no, I, you know, I don't ever tell people this, but since we're talking about it, I, I have four Emmys, <laughs> four regional Emmys. I never tell people this because it sounds so douchey to I'd tell people I'd be wearing this, them on a giant but, chain um, around my neck. I'm still bragging about doing burlesque for George R.R. R. Martin six years ago. You want to know how much I made that night? <laughs> I don't think I actually made any money. And that is yeah. a true story. Not the same night that you got No, that would have been lightning, a really right? eventful weekend. <laughs> I could just imagine after the soak that in audience for a second. She was doing a burlesque show for the author of Game of Thrones. For those of you who don't recognize the name, and she did not get struck by lightning that night. But but that would have been epic. Yeah, I I was in a building, so it would probably have been a little bit messier than getting struck by lightning standing next to a fence milking my goats. <laughs> <laughs> okay so wow where were we oh the emmys yeah 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 anyway so the reason why i brought that up is because i am you proud should of those. be that actually took it took a while to get and those are not easy to get and you know but not all awards are scams but i just you know i, I wanted to point that out yeah no i'm going to introduce you from now on as my friend emmy award winning javier leba in fact i'm going to go back and redo the intro and i'm going <laughs> to I'm going to introduce you as my friend, Moxie, who got yeah. struck by lightning and danced burlesque for George R. Barton. Well, what's funny about that, I'll just all I'll right. give people a, right. just a quick little bit of backstory there. Uh, it was my distinct privilege to produce the only George R. R. Martin approved Game of Thrones burlesque show. We weren't the only one, but we just tripped and landed in butter. He happened to see one of the performers doing her routine from the show at a con and uh, gave us his blessing, invited us to his theater in Santa Fe, New Mexico. So we got to go and play for the man himself. And my husband, who performs under the name Dante the Inferno, did a routine as George R.R. R. Martin. And it's almost unheard of to do a routine as the author and not just a character. And it's absolutely unheard of to do it in front of the person. And my husband was in weapon systems in the Navy, and he said that that was the most nerve wracking five minutes of his life lovingly making fun of this yeah. man and he's in the back of the room well it could have been like the red wedding Nobody yeah they could have locked the door and we we actually <laughs> did the red wedding at our wedding so i'll, I'll send you i'll send you the picture oh, later man. this really great uh in the background of the picture is a seven-year-old girl in a rainbow dash dress looking up at it like it's just the oh, coolest no. thing she's ever seen and then she's going to be so bored at yeah, her really. next wedding. She's like, there has, there isn't one stabbing. I don't see a dog in a hot tub. What's going on here? What did I yeah, just pay for? <laughs> but anyways, all right. <laughs> all right. So what? I, be I believe it's my it? turn because we're know. talking about vanity, uh, vanity awards. Yeah, that's right. This one, the name caught me, the Baltimore stockbroker scam. And when I actually looked at it, I was like, wow, that's a lot of math. 
and these don't usually rely on so much math, but it's really cool math. So the way that the Baltimore uh, stockbroker scam or psychic sport pr sports prediction scam is that the scammer takes a large pool of potential victims. So one half receives the prediction, the stock will go up. The other half receives the opposite prediction after whatever happens, happens. The scammer then now focuses just on the group that he was correct with, divides it by half again, does the same thing. So after several iterations, everyone who's made it through has a really good impression of this scammer. Oh, he's been right 100% of the time. I got to be honest, I did not read your scams ahead of time because I, I yeah. kind of wanted to be surprised. Um, some of them I knew about, but uh, this one I was completely unaware of, but I don't really fully think Me I understand. Either. The way I understood it was that a psychic will make a prediction on the the final result of a game yeah, or a horse race, a horse a stock, race or whatever. Anything, yeah. Right. And you're basically betting on that. And he's taking your money and it doesn't matter whether he's right or wrong, right? Like, but, that, but then you just focus it, on the people you were right with because you can continue to victimize them because you paid out one time. So they they believe you yeah. now. Uh, you've, you've salted that particular mine. And so the people who make it through all these various rounds of scamming, you have them eating out of the palm of your hand because they think, you really know what you're doing. They don't realize. Oh, in a boxing match, in a boxing match, you have a 50-50 chance of getting it yeah. right, you know? And Yeah, and, yeah. and so they'll think, wow, you're really an expert because everything you've said has come true. They don't realize they're just 10, the 10 of the 100 who've had a good outcome. And it's it's just the law of averages. But just, just, just that little slice alone is super profitable, right? He doesn't, have to fool everyone. He just has to fool enough people to make a profit, which yeah. is amazing. Yeah, it actually, it gets its yeah. name um, from a book called uh, Cut and Run, where a stockbroker in Baltimore goes to different bars to predict the outcome of a uh, Baltimore Colts game. This one doesn't have a great deal of supporting evidence in real life. It tends to actually appear in fiction more often. And it could be because of the complexity and the length of time that it requires, because when you're scamming somebody, you are, the longer you're doing it, the greater risk of exposure you have. So this could be one that's just not used because it's just not worth the faff. Right, right. Yeah, a lot of these are very opportunistic and short-lived. So, so my next scam involves vanity, again, just like my previous scam. And this one, this one, I actually had a conversation with my wife about this one yesterday because she called me asking she goes hey you know a friend of mine wants to put her daughter she wants a, a talent agent to see if she can make it big on hollywood or on tv and she goes she found this one scam oh sorry i'm already calling it a scam let's call she a spade found a this spade. one organization yeah, she found this one organization that supposedly has a bunch of Disney Channel actresses that have made it and all that stuff. And you have to pay a ridiculous amount to build a to portfolio get your to do your first, yeah, to or to, for the training. You have to pay to become part of this talent agency. Well, hey, guess what? I was in the TV business. Talent, real talent agencies, 
never charge their talent not up front because they anyway. make yeah. a cut not up front they get 10% of whatever the deal they get so for instance let's say moxie i have a talent agency and i and you become you know you're part of my roster now you get a disney channel gig it's a million dollar deal i i get 10% of that that's how the agent usually makes sense in a legitimate talent agency and, but you have to be careful of these modeling agencies and these talent agencies that are pro- promising you fame and you have to pay for it. Now, I could make an argument that uh, maybe an acting school could charge and, and that's totally yeah. legitimate because, you know, that, that is a skill thing. that you got to learn. Yeah. But to be represented by a talent agency, you should never, ever pay. In fact, there's an FTC warning about it. Real model, modeling agencies won't ask you to pay for a test shoot. And But here's the thing. Here's the thing. I remember growing up as a kid, the John Casablancas and all that stuff at the mall, and, and they're preying on people's vanity. But these days, we have YouTube. We have TikTok. If you want to make it big in Hollywood, you know what? Create an amazing TikTok channel with great content, an amazing YouTube channel with great content, an amazing podcast, let's say, about con artists or Mm -hmm. facts. (laughs) And then, you know what? By creating great content, you're putting yourself out there. You could possibly, actually, that is the most realistic avenue to Hollywood these days. Not some snake oil yeah. salesman who's promising you and even if you don't make it big famous you know even if even if your your podcast your youtube your tiktok doesn't get you to hollywood hey you've still built your own little media empire i i can't tell you how many people i follow where it's like wow okay now he's got five channels and a book and he's hired staff and yeah it's just but but it started as yeah. like for example a uh, binging with babish on on youtube the cooking show it was just him in his kitchen he just decided to turn the camera the other way around from the way everybody else was doing them. And uh, yeah, and now he's got multiple channels and books and product lines. And man, I wish I could think of products to have with my podcast. And I never come up with any. I could come up with like, I'll come up with t- uh, with 10 uh, for you. Coffee table book? Uh, well, I mean, you can get the Your Brain on Facts book from your local bookseller. Order it today. But you see... She already has yeah, a book. We got to do that. You got to do it. Um, but but yeah, those those. Modeling... I want. I, you know, I would like to write a book. Oh yeah, that. you have cool. so much, so much to draw on. You've got you've got books and books and books. Except yeah. time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, and if you need an audio book, just let me know. I do those. But uh, but yeah, those that modeling scam has been around for as long as there has been modeling because you know, twenty five years ago, one of my younger sisters who was in cheerleading. She got a flyer for one of these and was trying to convince my parents it was legit. And thankfully, uh, we didn't have the money to let her waste on it. But all of these places will promise you, sign up with us, give us this $500,000, $5,000, and we'll get you work. Sorry, cousin, doesn't happen. Sorry for the interruption. I'm just full of surprises today. Because rather than make this one into a two-parter, the rest of the conversation is going to be exclusive at patreon.com slash yourbrainonfacts. In fact, our supporters like Linda, Wallet Pager Keys, Oil of Hope, Darlene, Felix, Vivia, and so many other greatly appreciated people, they actually got this episode yesterday. So you want to sign up for patreon.com slash yourbrainonfacts to hear the rest of my conversation with Javier Leva of Pretend. 
And if this week's show threw you, don't worry, back to the normal format like usual next week. Thanks for spending part of your day with me, and stay safe. The world is constantly changing and transforming. Cut through some of the noise with What's New with Wired, a podcast that goes in-depth on the latest news and technology and culture. Their award-winning journalism will help you make sense of what's happening in the world. Listen to What's New with Wired wherever you get your podcasts. That's What's New with Wired wherever you get your podcasts.